Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudramas, stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. I think that's the nexus. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting thought that maybe the reason why those of us that were raised in like a more fundamentalist background are more prone to believe in conspiracy theories is because basically yeah like the end of the world is going to come it's that yeah. it's that left behind series where mm-hmm. you believe that um the whole world is going to be deceived but yep. only the christians are going to be only the elect uh-huh are going to be informed and on alert and that's why they believe that everything is a trick designed to trip them up and they're yeah. second guessing the government and they're yeah. second guessing science because they feel like everything's after them and i'm yeah. like I grew up the same way. Yeah. So I get it. And I still see things and be like. Probably a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Is Disney or Walmart going to make me put a 666 on my forehead to buy my groceries right. this week? I is know. it going to be this week? It or is could. It, do we have another week before that happens? But I know. Right. 666 is awfully close to the credit score you need to buy most consumables in the United mm-hmm. States. I'm a, I'm a little more leaning away from Disney and a little more towards the credit industry. Ah, that's that. So that's that's how it comes in, which would make sense because, right, uh, the mark of the beast is all about controlling, being able to being buy, able to and buy survive, stuff. and yeah. it, it's if if you don't want debt is bondage, okay? Yeah. And if you want freedom, then you'll just pay cash for your things. But if you oh. want a lot of material goods, you're gonna have to. Um, Are you a paid representative for uh, who's that guy that does the Christian? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Are you a paid representative? Dave Ramsey. I should write the end of time series for Dave Ramsey, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack Timothy LaHaye or Timothy Jenkins, whatever his name was, and uh, and it, yeah. That's that's debt bondage as the Antichrist. Yeah, makes sense. It's, I mean, yeah. Because materialism is Antichrist, lowercase a, Antichrist. Mm. So 
the system would kind of make sense. It would make sense. Yeah, I like this. Do you want to start a cult with me? I mean, I'm not opposed. I've actually, well, first of all, because I've been through one, uh, I kept some of the manuals. Experience is important. Experience is important. I've kept some of the manuals. And I've always been, like, uh, only half-jokingly, like, you know, we live on the little lake here. And, like, one of my for-real-for-real dreams would be to, like, have people I know and love around this lake. Basically, yes. what I realized after a while is, like, I just want to build another cult. But, like, all good cult leaders, I think I could do it better. Well, you could do it better because you, you have experience. Right. But there is a fine line between community or planned community yes. and cult. Very fine. And, like, not all of the aspects of it are bad. No. There's some, there's some positives. Yeah. So. Um, Dude, I, yeah, I used to. Um, I used to bunk. And cult fan fiction has got to be on the in the pro column. Yeah, surely. absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, think about all the great documentaries on like Netflix and Hulu about cults that get those do those do well. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I used to um, when I was in commercial real estate and we would go um, to like different conventions and stuff. There was one guy who could put up with my snoring, either my brother or. Um, this other guy who was a Mormon guy, sweetest, sweetest guy ever. And um, I used to give him a hard time because I, I would tell him he was in a cult, um, i.e. Mormonism, <laughs> right? But because he's a Mormon, it's such a kind, generous soul, right? Yep. Because they're such nice people. He would he would just be so loving to me when I would inform him that he was in a cult. But I would like – I would tell him, I was like, okay, I just want you to know that. But I also want you to know, like – there are some really amazing parts about being in a cult. I used to be in one, mm-hmm. and Built there's pieces of it that I kind of miss, you know, whatever. And uh, then I would point out all the wonderful things about being LDS, and there are some really wonderful things that come from that community. Um, they tend to be incredibly kind people, great families, disciplined, disciplined. I mean, lots of like lots of wonderful wonderful things you could say, and in general. Really, really wonderful people. Agreed. Yeah. I've, I met actually a, a, a wonderful, amazing lady from the uh, from LDS uh, church not that long ago. Actually came to one of the worship nights. And I would dare say probably the sweetest, kindest, most loving person on the planet. I would put her up against anybody. Um, loves Jesus. I mean, like, whatever. So, I mean, bite me. It's no, Cults can be fantastic. Yeah, right. So, back to our thing. We just have to – it's not – Creating a cult isn't the problem. We just have to make a good one. That's right. That's what. That's what. So are we? Are we okay? Through what's our the value pow- system? Right? Yeah. I was like, through the power of pot. I'm already leaping ahead to marketing. I'm, I don't. I don't I'm have time you. for Let's like. Let's do it. We need yeah. a catchy slogan. A good logo that looks good on a t-shirt. No, what I'm saying though yes. is, are are we are we prepared at this point on podcast to put it out there that we are starting one and like give some sort of a sign up option for people who may listen and be like, you know what, this is what I've been missing out on. It wouldn't hurt to put it out there because we can, um, we're in the planning, the the R&D okay. stage, so we'll take some feedback. There might be some some pre-cult members out there with yeah. some really good ideas that could help us in these whoa, formative... Whoa. Hold on, wait a minute, though. I don't think you totally understand how cults work. Probably don't. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been in one. No, yeah, says. yeah. So, so already I can see the. I watched the Smurfs. What what more do I need? I, I have no I have no idea. Never As a person the who grew up in a cult, you have. Yeah, I have no Smurfs. idea. What this is. Okay. Yeah, I, I know they're kind of like furry blue creatures, but no. Um, so what really makes a cult attractive is you don't get input from people. Wait, what about the cult leadership? Is there not like a board? Does no, it have no, no, to no. only be one? Yes. Yes. 
It has to be very yeah. That's part of so part of a good cult is it needs to come from like one dynamic sort of charismatic type figure, and it can't be a board of charismatic no, figures. No, now oh. you're not a cult anymore. Now you could be a sect. We talked about that earlier. How cults and sects have their place. I think you could be a sect, but mm. I, I think if we're gonna do it, like I'm let's not wuss out. Like let's yeah, let's shove the gas all the way down, push the lever forward. Yeah, so yeah. what we do is we come up with a charter that says. If you want to be a part of us, this is what we're about. And then you just have to find people whose value system aligns with that or this is what they're craving. Or weak-minded people who are just willing to swallow yeah. the pills that you give them. Okay, but here's one of the – here is one of the – I'm glad you bring this up because those of us that come from cults will tell you the misnomer, the – the misunderstanding about cult members is that they're weak-minded and easily influenceable. There are those. But I will tell you, the core is not. The core are really strong. Like, yeah, it's really, it's a it fascinating It is a like-mindedness. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I only knew one LDS church member, mm-hmm. and just like you, my experience was he's the best person yeah. that I've ever encountered. Totally. He, like, he was a fantastic face for the brand. Uh, <laughs> like, no, yeah, they all good are. job sending him to yeah, this yeah, area. Yeah. No, Mormonism is incredible. Like, whatever they do is incredible. But that, I asked him one time about, like, why is this successful? Well, or, or no, I said, how do y'all convince everyone to mm-hmm. give up the caffeine, give up the alcohol, no weird, premarital weird sex, everything else? And he's like, it's not that we're convincing people to do it. Mm. You know what you're getting into when you come around it attracts the like-minded people. Mm-hmm. It attracts the discipline. That's it true. attracts the That's people fair. with those value systems. So it's it's what you're saying. Yeah. It's not weak-minded people that no. are joining a cult. It's committed, strong-minded, yeah. but but of the same value system. So yeah. we just got to recruit like-minded members. We're going to have an application process. Uh, will we collect dues? Is this about money? Is this a pyramid oh. scheme? Okay. Absolutely, it's about money. If okay. we don't get money from this, <laughs> I'm what, learning. What, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sit at my feet, Patty One. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, it has to be. We have to make money from it, and they have. We have to convince people that giving us money uh, for the honor of being in our cult is the best thing for them. Well, sure. It helps if you can guarantee some sort of afterlife benefit because of their giving. And I know the Catholics have already beat this down, so we're going to have to give it a fresh spin on indulgences. But it works out. It's like it's like diet pills. And yeah, just there's there's or diet programs. Mm -hmm. There's the reason that they sell well is because people want to be skinny. And cults sell good because the people want to have a better life here and in the beyond. And we can, I think we can put together a, a pretty compelling program. So diet pills work well, to me, with the before and after photos. So what mm-hmm. we need is somebody with a good afterlife experience. Would you mind faking a near-death experience Ooh. or an afterlife experience as our leader? Oh, yeah, yeah. And also my preferred flavor of Kool-Aid is Tropical Punch. Mm, I like this. So, and I like that, like, right up front, we're not, like, hiding the fact that there is going to be Kool-Aid. We're literally telling them that this is the flavor. Yep. Yeah. Get it's on strong. board. Get on board. I love Which, it. I, it's not going to be a hard sell. It's probably the most popular of all the Kool-Aid flavors. I have absolutely no idea. I haven't drunk Kool-Aid in... Pause this podcast. <laughs> I haven't drunk Kool-Aid literally probably in a decade. Oh my goodness! Like, are you literally are still drinking Kool-Aid? Are you? Are you? I trying? made some Friday. Really? It's summertime. Yeah. Kool-Aid. Like out of a packet. Kool-Aid. Seriously. 
pause the podcast. <laughs> like we're going to the dollar store real quick. It's <laughs> to the dollar store. I also haven't been in a dollar store. Well, that's not true. I, that's not true. I've been I've been to the dollar store recently. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. That's like that's my little fair. South Mississippi heart is getting so confused. Like, I how know. do you live? Uh, no, like Tropical Punch is probably the most. Um, available and mm-hmm. the most popular because it is the most delicious. But yeah. in some of the obscure corners of the Kool-Aid market, Incrediberry, which is a mixture of pineapple and orange, it's really it's really refreshing and very sugary. Mm-hmm. So we could do fun things. You could have oh, a variety. Yeah. yeah. But if you were going to um, have, like, a really interesting cult, yeah. I have it on good authority uh-huh. that when you are making, like, shroom tea, the purple, Ooh. the grape Kool-Aid is what's – has the strong enough flavor to actually overwhelm some of the flavor. The of, shrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So there could be like, you know, multi-purpose, different, mm-hmm. for Kool-Aid for different events. Yeah, yeah. No, I like but that. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're planning the menu before we've even decided, I, you know, like, the foundational things. I like that, though. I, I, that's, that's how my mind works is I skip right over, like, details and go right to like let's the go to the important. What are we eating? Yeah, yeah. What are we eating? <laughs> what are the dues? How do we market this? Like my yeah, I go right to that stuff. Uh, the unimportant things are like what are we about? What are our value system? I mean, please. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to work on that. That just seems like those meetings are going to be boring. It's are we having meetings? Well, I think it's more like whoever the leaders are. Or leader is probably, yeah, that's closer on. You have to just basically inform your core. See what you're doing. You do have a leadership group, but what they are is they're essentially just yes men and women. Yes. Who, right. So I am like. I'm practicing. Right. <laughs> so like, well, we have woods around here. So if I like went out in the woods, like the Joseph Smith guy, and I found like. Inspired messages from God. Right. In a language the, that only you could read. That only I could read. I could bring them back. And then I would inform my, like, inner circle of, like, my newfound revelation. And then... Disciples. Yeah. Then you guys could help me sort of govern. But it's still a top-down... Yeah. So it's, it's not really a collaborative meeting as much as an informative meeting and then getting everybody in lockstep with what is going on. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. not against the structure. Right. I do uh, wonder <clears throat> if we're just going to, like, open recruit this because then we need, like, a talent committee to kind of... Mm. Um, filter who's coming in, like yeah. to monitor the admissions process. Yeah, that's fair. No, uh, I want some people with skills. It's like some need... farmers, mm-hmm. some carpentry, yes. auto mechanics. Like we need people with actual abilities. A good heating and air conditioning guy, mm-hmm. woman. I have a I have a brother. Of course, the I don't know. See, the problem is it's hard to get people that have been in a cult once are typically less likely. To resubscribe. Yeah, to re-up, mm, which is a Because bummer. that loyalty is still in their heart. No, it's because <laughs> they they claim they had a bad experience. <laughs> I, you know, It's police. just because you were in the wrong that's cult. Right, that's right. Like, ooh, yeah. Don't yeah. write them all off. Yeah, just don't. had the wrong Kool-Aid the first time. That's right. But I do feel like as your brother, he might feel a little entitled to the leadership role, so perhaps you shouldn't. So yeah. is it just family? That's fair. Yeah, no, no, no. You no. have a big family. I have a big family. We both know yeah. the pitfalls of, like, your mom's going to have a favorite kid. Mm-hmm. It's better just to speak this stuff out loud and let it be known than yeah. everybody just walk around pretending like there's an egalitarian system going on because there's right. not. There's not, yeah. And if this is your cult, yeah. just claim it. That's that's, that's fair. I, I, I can tell 
I'm probably not ready yet for that kind of responsibility because it like the thought of being the leader of of a bunch of people is is a little scary to me. So maybe I'm just not I'm not I'm just not prepared yet. Yeah, timing. Yeah. Timing. timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll feel fair. it. Yeah, it'll get there. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, If you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.